0: I only met him probably, oh, haven't, I don't actually think I've met him, but he came to one training a couple of years ago after not being at the club for a few years and got introduced as Sitch. And someone asked, oh, why, why are you Sitch? And I don't reckon anybody in the, in the <laughs> do you remember this, Rob? No one knew him apart from maybe a couple of the older guys. And he's like, oh, it's because of this. And he just ripped his top off. and. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Nodcast, round 12's behind us, and as we head into the bye, uh, we, we're more or less into the, the home run stretch of the season, so great performances on the weekend from a couple of our sides that locked in finals, one side that unfortunately didn't. As always, though, I'm joined by Sam Deegan, the uh, connoisseur of the twos, Deegs, how are you, mate? Steve, how are you? Good, might have just been eating some much cream earlier, which has the word connoisseur in my brain. Um,
2: and, and Rob, as always, welcome. Thanks, Steve. Really looking forward to this one. And uh, big, big name we've got tonight. So I'm looking forward to hearing from him, especially most the antithesis of the football that we had on last week. So looking forward to picking his brain about all things Mazenod.
1: Well, you're right. It's a huge name. And as we start to get into the business end of the season, I think it, we all agreed it was time we start to get into the business end of the guests. So uh, we're better place to start than the raging ones being our favourite. Uh, the recruit of the year, quite clearly, with no offence to any of the other recruits, but I talk, of course, of Sam Michael. Sam, welcome.
3: Hey, guys. How you going? Thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure to have you. Uh,
1: quick one from me first up, um, you've got the the Lakers
3: beanie on at the moment. Did a, a
1: bit of a Kobe tribute or, or what's going on? Uh,
3: big Kobe fan when I was growing up, massive Kobe fan. So, um, yeah, always love Kobe and love the Lakers. Unfortunately, didn't go as well as I wanted them to this year. But um,
2: next year is going to be our year, so I wouldn't worry about that at all. On the, on the basketball theme in American sports, you're also a, an avid baseballer, Sammy, is that right? You've played baseball from a young age and almost as good a baseballer as footballer? Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. I did play baseball when I was younger. Um, it was just a bit of fun growing up and then got more serious. Um, started playing in the state teams, went to the MLB Academy, which was cool. So I got to do that as well, um, which is on the Gold Coast. So three weeks when I was 16 on the Gold Coast with my, without my parents, so that was fun. Um, but then ultimately tried to choose football, which, you know, depending how you look at it, could have either gone to college, but I'm here now with you
2: boys having a chat, so it all went <laughs> down <the end. laughs> And we're very fortunate because obviously you've had quite a decorated um, footy career at such a young age, obviously only 23 at the moment and um, achieved a fair bit. So do you, do you want to take us through, went through the Tech Cup program, first of all?
3: Yeah, yeah. so I played Tech Cup at Oakley Chargers from 2014 to 2016 and then I uh, went down to train at Port Melbourne in the VFL and was lucky enough to uh, get on their list. So uh, my first year on the list, they won the premiership in 2017, which is really exciting. Um, and I played only played three games that year, but that was that was really cool and learned a lot there. And then um, my last season there was 2019, so it didn't last too long, but it was a, it was a great experience nonetheless.
2: And you played at d as well. So we are able to recruit you from there and um, bring you across to play with your brother, Tim, um, and also Eleanor, your sister, plays at the club. So uh, we sort of used that avenue to try and get you across. And then Tim decided not to play. Um, but <laughs> how's the transition across from d to Mazzano been? Yeah, it's been really good. Um,
3: obviously, I know a lot of boys from primary school Days anyways, like the Riley's, the Sherlock's, um, the Noon's. So... I wasn't coming in not knowing anybody, which was good. And then obviously the way the club is, it's a very inclusive club. Um, a lot of friendly people around. Everyone's willing to have a chat. So, yeah, it's been a pretty easy transition over and I'm really enjoying my time at the moment.
1: World class podcast. Um, <laughs> have you pre-
3: begun drafting your BNF f acceptance speech? Uh, no. No, I haven't because I listen to the podcast every week and Rob says a lot of big fancy words all the time. <laughs> Um, and he's also won a fair few BNFS in his time. So, um, I, you know, it, I don't think I'm going to win it, to be honest. But if I do, Rob can write the speech for me and that's, that's fine. No, I'll, no, 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 I'll read no, that no. word for word.
0: Just, we, you, were a, you weren't at the club, but the last speech Rob made when he won his best and fairest went for 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a very... Poor old Molly Noon standing on the side trying to film it. Her phone died. <laughs> one of the longest speeches i've ever seen no, didn't, I reckon didn't the club one... abolish
1: speeches after that i don't reckon there's because oh, i reckon do... the next year there were no speeches at all
2: in, <laughs> in fairness it was a it was a q a type format and it was they were pretty open-ended questions so I, I i wanted to take the time to uh thank some people that obviously um helped us have some team success that year that was the, that was the main point of it But the thing I was going to say is there's no point saying too much, Sammy, because people aren't listening after too long, Um, especially on some of our BNF nights. Um, They're pretty rowdy affairs. But I think you'd probably have something in in your upper pocket from your um, previous BNFs that you could probably um, go back to for your acceptance speeches, I imagine. Probably a few um, awards on the, the shelf at home, I imagine.
3: A lot of junior awards, but you don't have to speak at the junior awards, really. You sort of just go up, shake the hand and get off the stage. So, no, I haven't really had much speaking practice, to be honest.
1: You'd think that, but I remember at St. Simon's B&F night when Rob won the under-14s or something, he spent half an hour talking about his under-9 coach, Sal Catalano, (laughs) and the impact he'd had on his life. So,
2: some people just love love the microphone, I think. That is 100% not true. Uh, But, you know, I played in a junior team with Tom Warby, so there wasn't a lot of silverware coming back to mind. Obviously, a very good player. What about Sammy Deegs? I know you've probably got a couple of questions for Sammy Michael. You like to do a bit of research um, for these sorts of interviews?
0: Yeah, well, I don't know how how Sammy sort of... uh, Got organised to come on because I was talking to Eleanor on Saturday and she was really keen to get you on on the podcast and she's given me some some questions to ask you. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> the first reeks of a setup. <laughs> the first one is um, so we obviously said before you, you came across to the club and now Tim's gone. Is there still a bit of um, animosity, I guess, from when he stole your cookie dough? Um, oh
3: don't bring that up mate don't yeah. bring that's a that's a contentious one so essentially i bought some cookie dough to cook i was going to bake some cookies for the family you know have a <laughs> after dinner dessert whatever blah 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 anyway what um, year are
2: we talking here
3: this was two or three years ago it wasn't that long ago yeah it wasn't that long ago this sort of
1: betty crocker or a home brand what it, was type like
3: of an, it was like an m&m's m&m's cookie oh. dough so oh I yeah Good one. cookies right so mm. I was, oh, I was stoked, you know. I was like, I'm going to do it, mom and dad. You're going to love them, blah, blah, blah. After dinner, go have a look and see see the cookie dough. And this thing, and I, I literally pinpoint everyone and said, cookie dough, cookie dough, cookie dough. And Tim has his little smirk on his face being like, I didn't eat it, man. I didn't eat it. And I was like, how can you eat plain cookie dough? You're supposed to cook it. And to this day, he's actually never said, that he's eaten it. But I know for a fact he ate it. So if you're listening, (laughs) I know you
1: ate it.
0: I know you ate it. (laughs) I'm I'm glad that um, I wasn't sure about how that one would go, but, yeah, that's good. There's still some hatred about it. Well, we're actually – we're
2: we're a key position player short at the club at the moment too, so it would be nice if you guys could patch it up at some point um, and get him back down. I heard he didn't play this season because he was starting a bakery.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, there I it totally... is. There it is. The first one of the night. Just <laughs> <few days. laughs> <much. It> <laughs> no, the other thing, thing I was going to say, Sam, I, I just I saw you notice you have a drink of water before out of a plastic cup. So your your glass, um, your glass ban, I guess, in your household still remains, because <laughs> um, from what I've heard, you're pretty clumsy. You just, especially at the dinner table, just knock knock the glasses over, and so now you're on the plastic cups only.
3: Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I think when I was younger, there was a point in time where I probably wouldn't, wouldn't go at a dinner table without dropping a glass. So mum and dad keep on buying different glasses because I just kept breaking them. So that's true. Unfortunately, that is true.
2: Probably not good reason not to bring the catcher's mitt to the the dinner
3: table. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just clumsy. I was just a clumsy kid. I think I didn't used to wear my glasses a lot. If you see me around, I wear my glasses a lot now, so I used to not wear glasses at all. So I think my hand-eye coordination wasn't quite there i just drop everything. So,
2: And I'm no, glad is, you brought up the glasses because um, we've mused earlier in the season on um, the inevitability of you introducing the sports goggle to the club. Um, you assured me that it's actually in, in your footy bag. Um, but you just haven't brought it out yet. So where are we at in that regard?
3: Uh, well, actually, I had a chat to Lavery on, um, with Ryan Lavery on Saturday, and I said I'll get him out for a training session one time soon. So they'll be there eventually. Yeah, yeah, no, I have him, because I had him for baseball, um, uh, because uh, I, just, I couldn't wear my, my glasses. So um, yeah, that, no, why
0: they. it's in the works. They call you squints, don't they? Is that yeah, yeah, they squints? do. Yeah, well, I know we're talking, we might revisit <laughs> the nicknames later, but there's one for Sammy that might, that could catch on. Squints, that's he's there, like it already has. That's uh, um, <laughs> yeah, Well, not, him, that's not <laughs>
2: uh, it's a famous character from the Sandlock Kids, a, a great baseball movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I look like, apparently. I like so, that. Yeah, that's where that came from.
1: Well, um, it's uh, it, it's a pleasure having you on the podcast, Sammy. And um, I think fair to say we've we've pumped you up a fair bit over the course of the season, so good to see you just coming on and backing up everything that we've said. Um, We might jump into reviewing of the week game and maybe you can take us through the seniors. Unfortunately, uh, tight one till late and ultimately going down at home 7-16-58 to 9-16-70 against Old Geelong. I think a couple of goals up at three-quarter time and they just ran over the top of us.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was was a pretty hard-fought contested game. Um, I don't think either team kicked a goal in the first quarter. So... um, yeah, in that aspect, we sort of probably missed opportunities when we should have taken them. Um, but to the boys' credit, we sort of – we fought away and we, we worked pretty hard the entire game. We just sort of ran out of legs over the last sort of quarter and a bit. Um, but fair credit to Old Geelong there. Probably them and Monash are probably the benchmark of the league and um, I think we're pretty competitive with them. So hopefully next time we see them in the finals, we'll, um, we'll hopefully beat them. But, yeah, there's a long way to go, hopefully, and, you know, we can – we can improve and get better. But yeah, old oh, John, we're very good.
2: And it was probably one of those teams that we've um, played this year that there was a, just a couple of moments of brilliance from them that were probably the difference. There was a couple of really good goals that they kicked in the last quarter and they just found ways to score when the game got really tight that, you know, hopefully that we can learn from and, and try and shut them down. You know, our, our back line's been much documented this year for keeping scores pretty low. but, to concede four or five goals in the last quarter was a bit disappointing. But there were still some really good signs, as Sammy said, and um, he, he he played a really good game, even though he was um, closely tagged for most of the match. Tom Warby was very strong as well, and they put a lot of attention into him, trying to drag him out of the play and um, sort of play a, a defensive half forward on him. And then you had some really good work from the, the forwards who, without Chris Campbell as one of our main marking options, did some really good pressure work to keep the ball in, inside our forward half and, you know, give us scoring opportunities. So, you know, I think there's a lot of positives we can take out of it. And the thing that probably is pleasing a little bit too is that, you know, the guys probably use it as a bit of a wake-up call and it's probably going to sit a bit uncomfortably for everyone um, for the next couple of weeks before we get another chance against Marcellin. Any deep thoughts on this
1: one,
0: Deeks? I did notice it was, I was involved in a really good mob goal. Um, <laughs> that was a good so one. One of the worst rush behind calls you'll ever see but it got I think it put us in front did it or
2: yeah I think I think that that might have taken us to yeah it might have been got back to level and that put us a goal up again so yeah that was that was I don't know anyone knew why that was a goal oh sorry a free kick and then ended up being a goal it was just paid deliberate was it just a bit of um, it was, there was like umpire.
0: a ball up there and a, and a guy, it landed in his lap and then he just stepped it over the line. But it, like there were people everywhere uh, <laughs> around him and then the mob's gone up and uh, and the, the young umpire just fell for it. And I think actually um, later in the quarter, he sort of was trying to, I think he knew he stuffed up. And so a few of his calls are a bit weird. Back Well, I I
2: was involved in the square up at the other end. So I I went to punch the ball away from my opponent when it sort of bobbled up in the goal square. And it went out of bounds and called deliberate straight away, which luckily they kicked a point. Um, Otherwise, I would have been in big trouble. But yeah, I I felt that that was a bit of a square up the other end, which...
0: There was a few of them. There was a few of them as well, I reckon. um,
2: But, you know, it's good to have Sammy on the... Keeping an eye on the umpires and their ethics always always keeps a keen eye on that.
0: Yeah. Did well, Sammy Michael? Did you? Um. So <coughs> we've spoken about um, pre-game routines. I uh, so yours. I've heard you like to go to Vanilla in Oakley every Saturday morning. What? What's? Do you meet anyone there, or what do you get? What's the? What's the it's, fascination it's, with Vanilla? It's,
3: it's weird that you know that because I go by myself. Usually, and I just get a chicken avocado panini, mm-hmm. and I sort of just walk around and sort of just take in the the vibrance that that is Oakley, um, um, and
0: secondhand smoke and, and the and secondhand smoke
3: and all the good stuff. Um,
0: yeah, Erin Bunce is probably saw her there. How do you
2: pretty pretty know that? Erin, no, Erin Bunts would have seen you, I reckon, because she's popping in for a coffee. Um,
0: nah, not there. Not there's no Seven Eleven and McDonald's at uh, <laughs> on the on the Oakley strip.
2: Jack and I are typically
1: down there getting our banana milkshake. Might have, might have come across Sammy and just sent
2: in the tip off. Well, we we're not far from there. Is actually where we recruited Sammy. Um, we went down to Oakley Mall a couple of years ago. I had the, I was involved in the conversation with him to try and recruit him to the
0: club.
1: Oakley
2: um, Mall, if to Wendy's or oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's Wendy's.
0: That's the only Wendy's I know of in Melbourne. Still in that in that shop.
3: I don't, know, I, don't of, I don't think the Wendy's still there anymore. I think we went to Risk Bar, Rob, and you okay. had a couple of you had a couple of vodka lime sodas because you're watching <laughs> your <right>. calorie intake. in <laughs> yeah,
2: memory. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because it was like, yeah, do you want to have a beer? I was like, oh no, I want to set a good example for the uh, the potential recruit that we take our uh, skinny seriously at Mazanot, So had the vodka lime soda instead. Well,
1: straightening us back up a little, um, the loss. Leaves us sitting fifth, so we're six and four. We're we're comfortably ahead of Hampton in six, but uh, just percentage out of the four at the moment, which has Allman six and four, about 7% ahead of us. So six games to go, obviously having missed a couple for the COVID lockdown, um, it looks like we're still very much in it, but the uh, the next few weeks are going
2: to be telling as to where we finish the season. Absolutely. I think it really, Monash at home and also, Ivanhoe Way, going to be two massive games um, going into the back half of the year. So, obviously, we've already played Ormond um, and we've all, and we played Old Geelong for a second time too. So, um, those two games will be huge and, and obviously, we need to get the job done against um, the other four. But, yeah, looking forward to the challenge. I think we've got enough talent in the group and um, enough belief, just whether or not we can execute on those, those big games. Very good.
1: Well, moving on to the Resies, uh, Sam, unfortunately another close loss there, so nine points going down to Old Geelong at home as an odd 5-6-36. Old Geelong, 6 9 45. Uh, Tight one most of the day. Deegs just couldn't quite get the job done.
0: Yeah, no, it was a good game, actually. Good to be a part of. They, they were pretty good. I think they had a few guys uh, from what I heard, like VFL players in the two, so I don't know if they're coming back from injury or what the go was, but there was a big, big fella at full forward who was marking a lot of uh, kicks down there and um, they had another really good midfielder too. So there's a few whispers that they might've been some pretty good players coming back from injury or something. But yeah, they got a bit of, a little bit of a jump on us in the first half um, and the lead, lead sort of stayed sort of two goals right up until basically the last couple of minutes of the third quarter where um, we kicked... Yeah, we kicked two and got to within three points, three-quarter time. But then, um, similar story to the to the ones, just kicking into the wind in the last quarter just made it really hard and couldn't uh, couldn't get the job done. Couldn't really get the ball um, into deep into the forward fifty at all, really. So, yeah, no, it was pretty good, pretty good game. And I think a um, couple of people to come back in, sort of after the bye will be good and and strengthen the team up, and then. I think, we're, I think we're still in the four now, but equal, equal fifth as well with Marcel. And so that, do we play them after the break? Is that the first yeah, game? Yeah, that's right, yep. yeah. so that's a big game for the twos, um, which will take us to four points clear of them if we can, if we can knock them off. Who are you um, just, expecting back, Sammy? Uh, so there's the two McKennas that are injured. Oh, um, no surprises. They've been injured most of the year. They come back every now and then. Um, but Lockie and Josh McKenna to come back. Um, the big Philich. So Phil Illich, uh he had a hernia, a hernia, wasn't it? Did he? I've got no idea. I, I know he's yeah. got a huge, huge nose. So I thought it might have just been a, a bit of a downgrade or something like that. But um, uh,
2: not not from what I'm aware. Of. I think it's more to do with um a lifetime of bodybuilding and um, sculpting uh, the rig. Um yeah. yeah, tore some abdominal muscles with a hernia, so it's been um yeah, on the on the lighter duties for the next little bit. But also I hear the Nogcast curse struck um, one of our very own this week and after his, his very pointed um, comments on um, our, our man Fev in the under-19s, um, Alex Puleski, Sam Deegan may have had a little bit of a hamstring issue this week. Can you talk us through it, digs
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um... I think the karma got me, (laughs) the karma train hit me hard. Um, Last couple of minutes of the last quarter, yeah, felt it, felt it grab. I thought it was, um, I thought it was just cramp for a little bit. So I sort of tried to stay out there and keep running and stretch it. But 20 minutes after the game, I was struggling to walk. So it was, um, there's something there. I'm going to visit uh, Nari North. (laughs) I'll oh! still so <laughs> booked booked in down there. I hear if you say it a few times in the podcast, you get you get a bit of a discount. So I'll, I'll try and throw that in.
1: It's working for Riles. He's a got a pep step after treatment he's been down there. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Do you reckon the hamstring injury digs could
2: be anything to do with the altitude sickness from last week? After being up in the uh, uh, Yeah, the I haven't thought
0: it I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um uh, but it's probably more to do with genetics. I know dad, well, genetics and fitness and flexibility, probably all three. Um, I know dad, dad came into the rooms after the game and just shook my hand and said, welcome to the club. I've uh, been, <laughs> been in that boat a few times. so. But yeah, it's, I don't think, it's actually not, too, I'm hoping that's not too bad. It's, it's actually pulled up pretty well. So I may, hopefully I don't miss any games. It's probably ca- came at a good time, two weeks off, so. Get I know another
1: famous I know another famous redhead, Gary Moorcroft, did a season ending injury or career ending injury basically when he took his massive specky. So you'd be amongst good company if if you are if this does end up to be something chronic that derails the rest <laughs> of your career. I hope not. It's not like
0: it's not like a shin splints, mate, they're just hanging around as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a bit of them as well at the moment. Um, I've got just a just a peculiar one for you. There seemed to be a bit of an ocean theme to the performance on the weekend. I noticed that Sean Campbell's best whiting in Wales. Was there any <laughs> any sort of sea or seafood jokes being made yeah, post games? Like
0: maybe, maybe I I haven't noticed that before. But no, Mitch and, and um, Saucy Wales were pretty good. Um, yeah, no, they were good. I don't know. I don't know if there's any sea sort of correlation.
2: We could probably defer to Sammy Michael here because he's pretty good at finding the, um, the symmetry and the, the energy, um, with, from different situations. Sammy, can you talk us a little bit through that, that process or that concept for our listeners about understanding the, the good energies that flow through footy circles? Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, um, me, Lucky Man and Ryan Lavery of the, uh, yeah, good boy, good boy, good footy energies on, on Facebook. Um, and so every before every game, we sort of just talk about how grateful we are about things and, you know, try and link things to certain things like one week, um, me and Lockie. There was a – so on the page, um, he posted a photo of a female footballer with, with paint on, paint on her face, and I liken that to Braveheart and how we had to climb the highlands that, that game to beat Hampton. So, um, you know, it's just little things like that that get the boys up and sort of keep the energies high and um, – yeah, it's it's a, bit, it's a bit of fun as well. So
2: And we've yeah. also noted on the on the podcast before that um, you're a bit of a an astrologist and you um, you look at the the stars uh, on a Thursday or the, the different constellations to find um, your energy. Is that right?
3: Uh it is, but I think Chrissy Campbell is probably bigger into it than I am. I think if there was a horse cord full moon, you'd probably put everything on it. So <laughs> you probably want to have a chat to Chrissy Campbell about it because he's He's a, he's a big fan as well. I
2: like it. I like it. So, yeah, that, ooh, I'm sure there's probably something in it, Steve. Um, the, <laughs> the Wales. Uh, Moving
1: on to the, to the thirds, and unfortunately it was a bit of a season-ender for us on the weekend. We came up against Paran Assumption, who we beat by seven points earlier in the year, but we were very lucky to get away with a the win there, and we had have, we have to win out to stay alive, um, playing all sides around us. And unfortunately didn't get the job done out at a very wet, and wet's probably an understatement, just a kind of mud bog out of Basil Street Reserve in uh, East Malvern. So ultimately, uh, we led it three-quarter time, but Paran kicked a few early ones in the last and kind of held on. They got it done 8.957 to 7.749. So a bit of a disappointing way to... It's, it's. I think it's mathematically possible, but it's practically not going to happen. Uh, that we make finals. So a bit of a disappointing way to ruin my bet from the start of the season that every team would make finals and also ruin my season as well. And then I won't get to play any, but uh, yeah, it was, look, in terms of the game itself, few guys, we've we've had some, some pretty solid, consistent contributors over the year and a lot of the same names stood up again. So we've talked a bit about Nick Clavins before. Joel Caffrey has been very good all year and um, was one of our best. Jamie Sotaros found a bit of a home for himself on ball after many years as a as a twos halfback flanker, back pocket specialist, and um, he's been playing some really good footy. Um, Rick Ruffalo, he's had a huge season, and um, he'll he just continues to get better year on year. Also, a bit of a goal kicking mid, but he was very good on the weekend. Um, as was uh, Chris Miranda, who's another young one who's just got a bit of pace and um, and you know uses the ball pretty well, can can finish a goal at that level too um, and of course we've mentioned him in recent weeks but it's great to have Matty Giuliano back just down in the forward line kicking snags as he does, he doesn't need too many chances to put a few through the sticks so he kicked a couple more on the weekend and um, yeah look it's a bit of a disappointing result for us but um a fair few good players got today One other one I just would shout out to um, Alex Dad who's only played a few games for us but Another young fellow who, along with um, Josh Kowazi and Shannon Ranatunga, have uh, really brought the average age down of the team by about five years just by turning up each week.
2: but um, Alex in particular play a really really good game on the weekend. So Steve, now the 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 regular season has almost come to an end. Can you talk us through the the other season that you've been running parallel to the thirds, which is the the syndicate you've got running as a as a team? Um, how's the success of that season gone?
1: Uh yeah pretty good so for those um which would probably be everyone cuz we try to keep it pretty quiet thanks for that rob um the, the thirds run of punters club where so start of the year everyone put in 20 bucks so we collected about 700 bucks and that was to pay for $50 bed a week for the team and a, a slab that we you know partake in after the game obviously or covid regulations being adhered to and um Wait, wait. So in- you got
2: fourteen games, fifty dollars a slab, plus a bet. Fifty
1: dollars you- a bet, yeah, yeah. So we basically collected half the amount of money that we needed to, <laughs> to 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 run this thing. Obviously, my maths wasn't that good, or my confidence was pretty high. But I'm um, pleased to report two games to go, and so where the kitty's sitting at about eighteen hundred at the moment. So we're um, oh, we're looking pretty out. good. Got a fair bit to spend on the the after season mm-hmm. review.
0: Who's had the biggest the biggest win?
1: Uh, Steph Davis got a nice little multi on the basketball a few weeks ago. But we've also just been uh, Scotty Veltman and myself, just a couple of wily old heads who know how to crunch the numbers. We've been doing a bit of arbitraging, working the money a little bit, taking a few, (laughs) turning over a few free bets, those sorts of things, and um, we've managed to sort of just. Build a bit of a bank in a fairly low-risk way, so we just wanted to make sure everyone's not going thirsty when we have our end-of-season function in a few weeks time.
2: No wonder Thompson Cotter played one game; he just wanted to see how the arbitrage was working before he added it to his formula and uh, went back to doing his normal Saturday business. Yeah, he's, uh, his business
1: is probably booming since he came in and picked up a few tips from us. But no, it's been good—just having a having a few grand in the kitty and you know a few paid-for drinks. After each game is um is, is always a nice little social way to to wrap out a Saturday, and um, I'm sure while it's going to be disappointing not to be playing finals in a few weeks' time, the boy was will be a little bit heartened by the fact that they won't be spending too much of their own dosh.
2: We're going to have to hear in this that Chrissy Campbell might try and find a way back through the thirds, for he comes back up to the one.
0: Maybe maybe for the final game of the year. Well, the, you guys are, you can't make finals. You confirm that. Obviously. That's correct. Yeah, two yeah, games so to go. Two games. Yeah, so maybe he might try and, but it's him up well, especially if it's a nine sort of twenty game. Then he rolls straight into the, the afternoon, horsies. Um.
1: <laughs> it's it's not a bad little setup. Let's let's be perfectly honest about it. You you roll out of bed, you rock down to the game, you run around at nine twenty, kick the dew off the grass. A little bit of a slower pace, so you know you you might kick a few snags. You get in straight after the game and you check the form guide, you have your, your beer that was paid for with a few coins from the bottom of your car at the start of the season. Then you got your whole day ahead of you and you just roll into the couch to sit back and just enjoy a day's festivities. Or you wander down and watch the quality running around in the twos and the ones. It's a pretty good
2: setup down at Clubies Land. It sounds like the recruiting drive for 2022 has already started. I think the yeah, I think list manager's well got underway. his eye on next season already. With that sort we're well spirit. underway.
1: Moving on then, um, the under-19s, uh, we've we we've uh, spent a bit of time on the Blacks, so we might start with them. They unfortunately went down last week and um, looking to bounce back this week because obviously they're in that division with 14 teams and a final six, so right on the edge of the finals at the moment, and they responded in fantastic fashion on the weekend with a – pretty solid win against Old Peninsula, who haven't been travelling too well, but still 15-8 getting a job done pretty comfortably against 6-13 49. Uh, I did see that with the season starting to become on the line, our man Chris Pond stepped up. He was best to field in kick five, which was a pretty handy uh, performance from him. And um, Jordan Wines also amongst the best again. Great to see some really good efforts from uh, Cameron Wales, who, who Played some really good footy, he kicked one, I think. Uh, Lachlan King, I think, was also right amongst it. And Kurt Teller, who I believe is the younger brother of Osbert, Teller. That's right, yeah. Uh, he, he also showing some promise, which is a great sign of things to come if he uh, develops into a similar player
2: to his older brother. have oh, so any intel
1: them. on him, Rob?
2: Yeah, I could see them both playing on a halfback flank each. Very similar type players, a lot of running carry, flowing locks, Good intercept mark, penetrating kick. So I could see them having a halfback flank each in the seniors in years to come. Also, good to note that um, you mentioned Cameron Wales. Um, my understanding is that on Saturday night, Brendan Wales, so the, the two superstar source, took the some of the 19s Blacks boys out on the town, um, showed, them, showed them Melbourne. Um, so just to sort of as a bit of a mentor to the boys I'm looking after him, a few boys left their jackets at the club, um, being an inexperienced um, nightclubber. So Wilesy was there to scoop them up at the end of the night and make sure they got home all good. So, yeah, that's the sort of leadership that we've been looking for. And um, good to see that the, the 19 Blacks boys are, you know, getting out there together and a bit of bonding. I've heard, whisper,
1: I've heard a whisper that um, Samson, Samson Camino has not cut his hair uh, until they lose a game. Is that? Have you, have you heard anything about that?
2: Yeah, apparently oh. I I do I did hear that. It's a bit of um the I think the, the 19s boys have got a bit of a competition. We're not shaving till we lose, so there's a there's a bit of some ordinary um, mows going around as well. Well, the last Samson did pretty well with
1: without cutting hair, so hopefully they have similar luck this time around. Um, the other 19 side, of course, coming off a buy, just got back to pretty much business as usual for themselves. So another big win, keeping themselves undefeated against Old Trinity this time, 13-14-92, up against Old Trinity, 5-3-33. Jordy McDonald kicked another four. Ethan Sherlock kicked three. Um, a lot of the the usual suspects, Hayden Boyce kicked a couple as well. Uh, Johnny Backhouse was also amongst the best uh, again. So as was Sean Wellsford, just another solid performance from the
0: 19s and things seem to be p- ticking along pretty nicely there again, boys. Again, like I, that, so they didn't play at Central, so I, I didn't see anyone after the game. But they're keeping it pretty quiet, all of them, don't you reckon, Rob? They're just there hasn't been much. I mean, they had a they had a buy last week. No one knew about it. they just they're, Um, there's something going on down there, similar to the, the thirds earlier in the year.
2: Yeah, well, I, I'm excited about it because they're going to be um, they're going to be in the, the spotlight next Saturday, the 17th. So um, big day, second big week day. of the this, yeah, the second week of the buys. Um, 19th, 2 p.m. Central, the launch pad time slot into the reverse raffle. So super excited to see them um, play because we've been hearing a lot. Well. We've been hearing a lot of scores. We've been hearing a lot of um, detail around exactly what's going on in that team at the moment. So, yeah, really interested to see them play and hopefully everyone can get down there and um, support them and the function because clearly a lot of talent in that group um, and having coached a number of them in their school footy, um, I think they're going to go, and be, go deep this year. So I think the, the finals preview for us, 17th of July, 2 p.m. at Central,
1: Deeds, have you seen Damien Sherlock just on his jog just around the streets of Oakley? Maybe, Or well, maybe Sammy, you might have seen him as he just jogs through eating more pre-game. Any, any intel you guys can provide? It's like um, trying to get news out of a
3: vault, trying to find out what's going is. on down at the night. It is. Damien Sherlock's a very calculated man. and I think he keeps his game plan very close to his chest. Um, but he's also one of the fittest men I think I've seen in a while. He just, he loves running. I think he's always down at Scamble running, um, drinking smoothies, you know, he's Fitzspo kind of stuff. So, um, you know, he, I'm sure he has a plan for the 19s. And, yeah, like everyone else
2: said, they're going to go a long way in,
3: in the final series for sure.
2: I don't reckon he would have said much to Deeks this week because my mail is that he was a little dirty on his appraisal of his boundary umpiring last week. So I reckon he would have been a little bit tight-lipped. Uh, he probably took a different corner around the block um, on his on his run this week, avoided digs.
0: Maybe. Well, there's a there's a little bit of, of that going around, Rob, because I bumped into your man Butch, and he he's not happy with a few things. The rack of lamb, he wasn't happy about. Was <laughs> um, <laughs> that you? Or was that Steve? I can't remember. Anyway, he's not happy with one of the men who ever called him a rack of lamb. So, but, uh,
2: well, I well, it's if- funny you bring Butch up, and uh, we'll get to this uh, in a later segment. But uh, I've got some. I've got some big news um, around Butchie and a little bit about his origin story and there's a little bit of symbolism to um, a current player. So I don't want to say anything until we get to it. But, yeah, Butchie, will, if you're listening, st- stay on because we've got a bit more to talk about you. Um,
1: well, I-, I can attest to the fact that something happened during the week to basically... Shut down anyone talking to us because I've got a source within the 19s who usually feeds me information, particularly on the blues, and that particular source just dried up completely this week. Went absolutely a wall. Haven't heard a haven't heard a, not a noise out of them. So I don't know what's happened, but the cone of silence has definitely descended upon the 19s blues, and we don't like it here at the Nodcast. It's very difficult for us to be talking <laughs> about what's going on at the club if no one tells us what's going on. But anyway, moving moving on to some a team that does tell us what's going on and. Um, we we touched on it at the top, but two great wins from the girls on the weekend, which secured finals berth for both of them, uh, which was which was pretty exciting. The uh, the seniors got the job done against Richmond Central five four 34 against Richmond Central two goals straight twelve, um, pretty comfortable all day. I think never trailed at any break and um, co- didn't score in the last quarter, but coasted from three quarter time. I did notice. Um, Lara Del Conti kicked a couple and uh, our girl, Taraya Usman, known as Kowaja, just kicked one, I think, and was amongst the best herself as well. So um, just a strong performance from her. Deves, have you been hearing much about this one?
0: I've heard a lot, actually. There's a, there's a lot going on at the club um, after some of the antics on display on Sunday. Probably one of the biggest talking points of the year so far. Um in terms of sort of a coaching display, so I don't know if you Master saw the class winner. you're
2: talking about.
0: Well, it depends who you ask, Rob. So um, I I'd, I'd, I heard the plan was to to stand on the on the far side of the ground because and and play along that wing all day, just because the 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 wing sort but of just, change room side is a bit, bit chopped up and a bit muddy.
2: We're talking central, so we're talking the top we're side, the central,
0: bar,
2: yeah, yep. I've, I've got in. a video of this as well. Pouring rain.
0: It, Absolutely no, 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 belting it. It's hailing, hailing. So um, Paul decided that he'd pick probably the worst conditions of all time to stand uh, out in the open on the far side of the ground um, As, to coach from. To coach brought from the whole Paul, bench over there. No, the whole, whole bench. bench was over there. Not just not just Paul. The whole bench. So um, the girls on the on the bench were had no protection. There was there was nothing. Um,
2: it, they're 200 metres from the club rooms When the lightning yeah. starts coming down So just really hanging them out there for- And he's not known for his rotations either So, you know, when, you, when you're when you on the bench you, There's a fair stint on the on the pine Or on the out in the open There's no pine, I suppose, to sit on So they're, they're standing there for, we'll probably say 12, 15 minutes at a time With the thunder coming I don't
0: know, I don't know how many games you go to They're rotating far quicker than that But And like Oh, I just don't know. If you if you look at this video Steve's talking about, I think it's been posted on Facebook on the Maznod um, Club page. You can sort of make out um, that there's a couple of people on the far far side of the ground through all the rain and hail. Oh, was, it's like it's down. like
1: standing at the bottom of a waterfall and trying to peer through the water. That's what it's. That's the level of condensation that was descending upon Central at that time.
0: Did Richmond Central follow suit and, and put their bench out on the far side as well? Or did they No, they were much smarter. They they stood on the on the um, just in the normal spot. Probably yeah.
1: Might have been why they um, finished, <laughs> outscored us in the last quarter, because they weren't frozen to death and drenched. But no, actually, I'm I'm probably gonna take an unpopular view on this, but I'm a huge fan. I think it was a coaching master stroke. He wanted the girls to play that side of the ground and thought, you know what, I if I go mind. stand over there they'll just play along front front of where we all are as they normally do and well reports at work. just kept out of the muddy sloppy side of the ground and they got the win so I like
0: the it. Only, the only reason it didn't work was because um, the runner would run out there and say, uh, hey, come for a spell on the bench, next minute they're on the wrong side of the ground they're oh, like no. and, and they're on the wrong side so then it becomes a 150 metre sprint over <laughs> through the mud and slop through the middle and to, just to get off the ground.
2: And we, we know the reserves coach Georgia, Georgia Anderson is, you know, into our mind games and, and strategy. Did she follow suit with this strategy no. and do the same?
0: No, she did not.
2: No. Oh, so a little bit of division within the coaching ranks um, between the ones and the twos approach at the moment. I think.
0: Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to the girl. We'll get to the wrap of the game. So um, having said all that, they actually played really well and, you know, in, in those conditions, just real physical. It was a bit of like a soccer game. Um, some described it as just ball kicking the ball off the ground most of the game. But the the pressure and execution, like tackling, um, execution was really really good. And Tiani, we're a Posito again, another B O G. So she's uh, she's T- tracking T- along really well. What? It was T. T. Yeah, one of the T's. Um, there's a few. So, so she was really good. Emily Stewart and Lara Del Conti, like you said, kicked a few. And uh, sorry, so M Heller played her first game, um, and and played really, really well. And has been heard calling herself "hella good game." So, um, I don't know. She's trying to get that going, but she played a hella good game. Apparently, um, she's been heard trying to get that going. Yeah, the girls, the girls did really well. So they've locked in finals. Um, so Jake Charman last week said that they need to win two of the next three just to make it. <laughs> now they've got the next two weeks. They could they could lose as much as they want, and and uh, they
1: could not turn up. They they could all get pneumonia from standing in the rain on the far side of the ground. Spend two weeks in hospital and still play finals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How the girls
2: go playing after? Obviously, we had the ladies' day function. At central on saturday and the, the girls game was on sunday so everyone was fresh energized ready to go
0: yeah i don't think it affected them at all actually and, and in those conditions sort of you you forget pretty quickly that you might have had a few drinks on the saturday night i think you're pretty cold and all of a sudden you're just trying to run around to warm well, up
3: Eleanor actually wanted to be say this because you keep on saying her name wrong so it's Eleanor, not eleanor not eleanor oh. whatever you're saying yeah so <laughs> do your research boys.
1: yeah no but, I'm, um, yeah
3: but yeah I'm so I'm yeah I'm but um yeah no she loves it um dad's obviously assistant coach as well um so they both love it um yeah it's just nothing but good things usually um yeah dad was a little shocked about the having to stand yeah. in the rain he was pretty cold on that thing, but no, is it um, is there a mutiny on, on the cards you reckon no i don't think so i think the, the ones seem to be pretty pretty tight except for maybe jake Charman. cops a bit of a bit of slack from here and there from everybody by the sounds of it but um <laughs> no nah, the coaches are it's pretty decided. strong and i think i think they're gonna they're gonna rump into finals hopefully and hopefully they can win a premiership which would be cool which
2: yeah what sort of what sort of coach is your dad? Have you had him in juniors? What sort of style does he bring? I have. Um, he's,
3: I mean, he's harsh but fair probably. To me, at least, he was harsh but fair. Um, I think all the, he, he controls the backs. So I think the backs really, really enjoy having him there. And he's, he likes more the technical side of things with the kicking of the football. I think he's teaching a couple of guys how to kick the footy properly. So, um, yeah, he loves it. He's really enjoying his time with the women's program.
0: And I listen. think that part of that is because, so my dad loves it as well, obviously. Um, part of it is because they actually listen to, to the coaches and, and actually try and, so I don't know about Sam Michael, but when he, anytime my dad tried to tell me anything, I would go, no chance, I'm listening to that bloke. I without <laughs> myself. Whereas all the girls like really take on board what you're saying. And I think that's part of why, why their coaches love it so much.
2: And the learning curve too, how quickly the girls pick it up and um, have been able to adapt and bring, you know, different things to their game, work on their craft. You can see the improvement so quickly, which must be rewarding.
1: Well, the rezis on the weekend also got the job done, but by the narrowest of margins. So 3 6 knocked off Richmond Central, 3 5 um, Pretty tight one. Great to see... Uh, Olivia Dotus returning from extinction, kicked one and was amongst the best players again, and um, also Blair Bunce just getting amongst the best as well. Just a former Nodcast guest, just shaking off the curse and starting to play some really good football. At the Business end of the season, I heard she's had a really good year, Blair. Yeah, well,
0: she's she's in the best again um, from from what I've been sent, and yeah, like she's she's turned into an absolute fitness machine so I think we sort of uh, pegged her at the start of the year that she was going to have a big year and she she definitely is she's uh she's running the the twos or all the opposition twos um all over the ground and and picking up heaps of the footy so but yeah the the twos this week conceded two goals early in the quarter I think in the first quarter and um went two goals down quarter time and I think you guys know what happens. What happens when the girls don't perform in the twos? They they cop a bit of a clip from the coach, and uh, so she said she said she's putting quotation marks of rev up, but uh, I think that means spray. Um, so she's giving them a spray a quarter time, and they responded. Um, Sarah Jansen kicking her first ever goal in footy, and then a, a good running goal by. Um, Oli Dodos as well. So, I asked. I did ask how to pronounce it. It's Dodos or Dodos, I think it is. So, um, yeah, and they ended up, uh, yeah, winning by one point. So the opposition rushed four behinds um, late in the quarter, and then Julia Bertoli kicked a goal, which uh, put them. Oh no! Surprise.
2: Ice in her veins. She wouldn't be icing up after a game either.
0: No. <laughs> so, so the best players, Cass Stevenson was um was very good. Louisa Giannetti, Anthea Kalaitis was good. And from what I hear, it 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 got a bit heated. Uh, at at one point in the game, there was a lot of sledging going on between players and people over the boundary. And I heard uh Carmelo uh, on the sidelines just. Just heard something he didn't like from one of the girl, one of the opposition girls, and um, just came up with a very smart, uh, slice sledge back at her just to put her back into place. I not I can't, uh, I can't say what it is because I don't know, but um, <laughs> it sound, it sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty witty. So, um, who, who relayed
2: to you that it was that it was witty? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Good. I guess. Yeah. 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 Good judge. Georgia good like judge. It. Good sense
0: yep. of humor. Yeah, and she's. She also said uh, she was the smartest coach of, of the day, Maznod. Um, smartest Masnod coach of the day. She stood under the the coach's box all day, and yeah. didn't cop the rain and the weather like the senior coaches did. So, yeah, that's a good win as well by them. So I think what did we say? Where are they on the ladder, Steve? So they sit third
1: now. So just an update: um, a week after Jake Charman's prediction that they needed to win two of the next three to make the finals, they're now ahead of fifth by six games and one (laughs) hundred (laughs) and fifty percent. So yeah,
0: the uh, so both teams. I'll have to do the
1: maths here, but I reckon it could be they might be entrenched. Yeah, yeah.
0: The two to play. Both teams are locked in, so. Um, they can start resting players, do whatever they like. They're, they're cruising. So, yeah, finals will be good in a few weeks and and hopefully we can get everyone down. Uh, are they allowed to talk? Do you reckon they're allowed to talk about it now that they're locked in? I know there's Ooh. been a rule all year that no one's allowed to mention the F word. You'd hope so. <laughs>
2: Given, <laughs> um, I
1: mean... You've got to you, enjoy you, it. You've
0: got to
2: savour it a bit too. Doesn't, finals doesn't happen every year, obviously. So you want to have that couple of weeks of just being able to relish in the knowledge that you're going to be playing finals, I think?
1: Yeah, I would have thought so. But look, we're, we're not the experts. There's obviously uh, some very smart coaches down there at the women's program that know a lot better than us, um, even if their sense of direction maybe isn't all that strong. Um, the other couple of games on the weekend, of course, we saw a return to action for the feeder teams, which was very exciting and very positive with both teams recording wins. Um, The white team kicked one with a minute to go, hitting the front for the first time all day. So just a bit of Julia Bortoli about that, just icing the game with the game on the line. And the blue team, again, too strong all day. Um, The anonymous person who gives me my updates suggests that it might have been down to Tom Stanley being uh, demoted from assistant coach to team manager and just getting him away from the clipboard might have made the difference and just they found the winners list again, and um, there's also word you mentioned Butch earlier, but there was word that Butch had a doppelganger down at the feeder game on the weekend, and I believe <laughs> Paul Deegan may have photos to verify yes. this. Dees, I yeah. don't know if you've heard any about this.
0: Did he? Did he bring this up with you? Did he?
1: Can't reveal my sources. Yeah, didn't okay. come from Paul though. I'll say that.
0: Right. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen the photo. Um, I, I thought it was Butch. Is it, it's not Butch.
1: Don't know, don't know. Just
0: well, just
1: reading like, the uh, the telegram I got.
0: It looks like Butch. I reckon um, he he's having a fair bit to say about me actually on Saturday. So um, I've been protecting him a little bit on the on the podcast. I didn't want to go too hard, but now it's on. <laughs> it's on me and Butch. So. Um, We'll we'll post that photo somewhere, will we? Or I'll start spreading it around. Get it out send of me, the Facebook. Send me a message group. if you want to see if you want to see <laughs> Butcher's doppelganger. I've got the photo, so yeah, it's a good one. It's a very 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 good one. Just
1: be, we'll be doing the rounds on Snapchat later tonight, I'm sure. <laughs> um, anyway, so it was a it was generally a, a bit of a mixed day across the board with the three senior teams, senior men's teams going down, but wins for the other six teams. So. Complain too much. Um, Rob, for our next segments, we've had a bit of feedback post last week.
2: Yeah, so obviously, last week we did a deep dive into nicknames and it, it really lit a fire underneath Mazanot. Um, and there's been a lot of talk, and a lot of text messages, and a lot of correspondence coming in throughout the week. And um, a lot of people very, very interested with what we had to say. And um, We've seen a, a spike in those names being used, but also a lot of um, feedback coming through about some of the ones we missed. So we thought we'd go nicknames part two this week and just go an even deeper dive into the nicknames of current um, and yesteryear. But before well, could I, I, could
1: I, sorry, could I kick us off because you mentioned lighting a fire. I'm sitting on a piece of dynamite at the moment that could explode at any moment. So I feel like I've just got to get it out there Um Relating to nicknames, and, and this actually relates to one of our co-hosts, Sam Deegan, who, despite oh, nice. the long conversation around <laughs> nicknames last week, failed to mention his own nickname of Daisy. Daisy? Daisy, Daisy which, yeah, so the, the the Deegan family and friends, uh, known by Daisy, which is actually a... Well, actually, Deegan, do you want to explain it <laughs> or do you want me to tell the story?
0: Do you know what? I actually I would have brought it up, but I, I forget that that's my nickname until uh, they say it. So I don't know. Who, uh, who that's I, do, what I do. I would I would say
3: too. That's what
0: I would say. <laughs> so um, this one, this actually, or you, you, do you want to tell it or should I? Well, I, I kind of want you to tell it because I want to see. I want to. It might help me with who's verify who's, it. You, yeah, you, you can, in, you can but...
1: fact check it. So so this this arrived in my in tray earlier in the week, and okay, it's comprehensive, um, it's fair to say. I
0: reckon I've already put it together. But go on. So
1: the Deegan great-grandmother was also known as Daisy throughout her life because as a child she was kicked by a cow named Daisy. At a family event about 10 years ago, while the grandmother was explaining the history of the nickname, everyone twigged that Sam had also been kicked by a cow at the World <laughs> Melbourne show when he was six years old. Every day since then, Sam has been known by Daisy to all family and friends. Uh, I believe there's a couple of people. I'm not saying where this came from because it's known I outside. Do, you the don't family. need to, mate.
0: There's only one person that, or well, there's two people that that could have come from.
1: <laughs> anyway, right. so that's interesting. That he declined
2: to talk about this last week because clearly, yeah, really-
1: and <laughs> and and also just never volunteered the fact that you've been kicked by a cow at the Royal Melbourne Show.
0: Yeah, Would have thought okay. that'd be one of the first I'm things. Starting to realize, I'm starting to realize this is bad, bad for me. Um Daisy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Um I was we really, was young. Me. Dad took us to the Royal Melbourne show. They had from memory, I don't really remember it. Um, because I'm pretty sure it didn't kick me in the head, but uh, <laughs> I don't I don't really remember it. <laughs> I think it got me in the body. Um <laughs> We are walking through some, some factory and there's bloody cows everywhere and, and Dad sort of turned his head and me being a young kid, I wanted to go and pat it or something and I just patted its back legs and it's just kicked back back out at me and luckily no no damage. Um,
2: like I've heard of horses kicking, but I've never heard of a cow kicking before.
0: Well, it was a cow or a bull or something. I, I, I don't have a great, great memory of it. But then I decided to bring it up one day at a family event and – It wasn't 10 years ago. It would have been... Oh, it actually would have been close. Maybe seven, six or seven years ago. Um, All the cousins, Freddie, who played at the club, and Pat and Francis. So, sort of, when I brought it up, then grandma said, oh, my mum used to be called Daisy. And then it's just stuck ever since with them. But there's a few boys around the club that know it. A few guys in my friendship group who know about it, but it hasn't stuck with them, thank God, so...
1: I believe Cheesy and Ben Riley. Um, I'm not. I don't want to throw them under the bus, but both are quite accustomed and verified the story when, when fact checked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got. I don't know. I don't have anything else for you. (laughs) I do have that nickname. I did. I did. To be honest, I did forget. I wouldn't have brought it up, but I do. I do forget about it um, because it's only. Basically, there's only three people that call me call me that but yeah there you go right, before we
2: get into some Mazanod ones i just wanted to throw to you sammy michael just and you mentioned squints before as a nickname do you have any others that we should be aware of for me yeah yeah this sounds uh,
3: like a
0: loaded question for
3: sure yeah it sounds like lo- <laughs> no i don't i can't think of any off the top of my head but if you want to tell me one then that'd be that'd be fine
2: no no this is just an open forum oh. man so i wasn't gonna put you in i just interested to hear if you know Obviously, being around sporting clubs for a long time and, and multiple sporting clubs, um, I thought you would have, and and especially, um, I understand that you you played with at Oakley Chargers with Nick Larky, who's got the nickname Suva. So yes. I thought maybe you, you the pretty creative footy clubs. I thought maybe you, you picked up something along the journey, but maybe not.
3: Oh, I played with a guy called Liam Murphy, and I didn't know his first name for about five years because he used to call him Banger. So that was after the MCG. He used to call the MCG banger when he was a kid, so that stuck for him. Um, but not really, like nothing that really comes to mind. But I think my favourite one at the club, as not at the club at the moment, is uh, Juxy, who we call Lil Chiz as well, yeah. <laughs> which he loves. Um, so if everyone start calling him Lil, Ch- Lil
2: Chiz or more, that'd be great. Is he, um, are you across his Instagram page that Sam alludes to most weeks? Uh, I am,
0: yes. It's a very good page. You definitely everyone should definitely go and follow it. It started. It started to get a bit more active recently too. I know there's been a big intake of, of followers allowed, um, and and a few more posts recently. So, yeah, get get onto it. It's good. I know uh, Jukes is pretty happy with the the chiseled bod. I've seen a few photos this week of some of those boys away, and he's just tensing pretty hard and wants to show everyone. So. Yeah, those photos might end up on the on Juxie's kits on, on uh on Insta.
2: Yeah, little cheers. He's he's playing well too. He's done a really good job this year. Um playing seniors all year after making his debut in round one. So the little chisel he's going well. But um yeah a few nicknames from Asnod that we we probably neglected last week that and I've got a little bit of a trinity of three names that have sort of caught the attention um of selection nights for, for years to come. So there's a bit of an evolution here. When I first arrived at the club um, everyone would, they call the names out, they'd go through. And then the last name called, after the last name was called, everyone would scream out, Gonzo. Um, Gonzo. Uh, so I think that, that the, did that originate, Steve? That was before my time at the club. I played that, with Gonzo. I
0: played
2: yeah, with Gonzo. <laughs> okay. So it? Was, <laughs> was a... Uh, so he, he, his name got announced every week for about five years when he hadn't been at the club correct so he he played he was a
1: bit of a sneaky Ford pocket type in the clubbies back when it was a it was a true clubbies and he would obviously as the Ford pocket would get named last on the field and and so the whole rooms would you know jump into a chorus of gonzo every time his name would get read out and then sadly he retired fairly early in my career but we just kind of carried the torch and kept the tradition alive by just whoever was named last in the resis would just get Gonzo. And uh, yeah, it, it did persist for probably a good five years, I reckon.
2: Oh, more, I was probably going on at, at least till about 2013. And, and this is when something else caught the imagination of um, the footy club. So we had an under 19 player that was pretty proud of his rig um, at the time. Um, his name was Ross Felicio. And um, he went by the nickname, sitch so every week uh the so from the geordie shore no jersey shore fame um i believe so when his name would get called out everyone would scream sitch! and he would get up on the table and take his shirt off and do a pose
0: week in and week
2: out for about three years so that was sitch he um, that's a-
0: before yeah, before we move on from here, because I, I only met him probably. I oh, haven't. I don't actually think I've met him, but he came to one training a couple of years ago after not being at the club for a few years, and got introduced as Sitch. And someone asked, "Oh, why, why are you Sitch?" And I don't reckon anybody at in the in the. <laughs> do you remember this, Rob? No one knew him apart from maybe a couple of the older guys, and he's like, "Oh." It's because of this and he just ripped his top off and <laughs> 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 in front of 30 by he didn't know. So he's pretty com- pretty confident with himself.
2: So <laughs> then so then Sitch, he, he retired. He didn't play much footy after under 19s He went to play it maybe a year or two or thirds. And then another um, individual rocked up the club. His name was Dylan Tilly. So he went by two names, the destroyer um, or Dills tills. And it was probably about five years into Dills Tills's um, career at the club that we worked out that he was cousins of the sitch and no one had worked <laughs> out before <laughs> and they both sort of had um, yeah really um, caught the imagination of the club in their own different ways but um, I can tell yeah, you the the, I can tell you the minute that was
1: worked out and and, and because I remember it distinctly it was at Dills's 21st when the party bus that Dills had hired <laughs> yeah. to pick everyone up from the club to take him to his 21st, we all got on and the sitch was there. It was, <laughs> it was just, it was pandemonium. It was, I've never, it was just, yeah, no one expected to see him there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Dylan's cousin.
2: That was one of the great 21sts because it, it also happened to be the, the round 18 um, celebrations, which we combined um, together in this massive night. Um, and then, so that was always a, a big deal when the Dills Tills' Destroyers egg got brought up on the, um, the, the wheel each Thursday night. And then there's another name that sort of caught the imagination of um, the club when we go to selection in, in more recent times, and that's Spress. <laughs> so I talk of Corey Martino, so espresso Martini, um, it comes from. So Spress. And that's one that's really caught fire and, and stuck, um, yeah, especially cool. with um, a lot of the players at the club still. So um, Spress obviously hasn't played a lot of footy this year with his Eastern Range's volunteering. So um, the, the free kit that he, um, he got isn't. earlier in the year has sort of kept him <laughs> um, away from Mazinod for a, um, a fair bit of the season. But Spress lives on um, in the hearts and minds of everyone every Thursday night. are so a few
0: that popped him on. Who made that um, nickname up? Do, do we know? Was it Jimmins?
2: Oh, I think oh, Jimmins has tried to claim it. I know Woodsy might have um, oh, yeah. Woodsy. some ownership of it as well. So it might have been a bit of a, a dual um, set there. One on other, the it was
0: that sort of crew though on a, on a Thursday.
2: Yeah, I reckon, oh, I reckon it would have been uh, one of those. So yeah, there's a, there's a few there. And th- those probably sort of um, centre around the Thursday night um, at the club. And then you've got a couple of others um, that we should have mentioned last week. Sweet Chili Philly, Phil Gilbert, mm-hmm. of course, in the thirds. Um, he's He's been a, a notable I'll tell you what we player.
0: need. Speaking of Juxy's kits, we need a Sweet Chili Philly's oh. kits on Insta. <laughs> that, would, yeah. that would go absolutely off. <laughs> well, wow. I reckon Sam
2: Michael would probably be able to identify this because he's known for his kits as well. You should have seen him in um, the lockdown training session or the, the post lockdown training session we came down in. <laughs> He looked like he'd stepped out of um, the Jordan documentary. The sort of setup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll claim. I'll claim best. Uh, best fashion at the club for sure. I'll claim that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, if, if you could just
2: switch on. Before we get to Philly, I'll just talk you through uh, Sammy's outfit that day. So, if you if you remember the Jordan documentary, one of his security guards had this real flowing mullet. So that's that's the first thing that Sam had. He had the, the shaved outsides and he's got the long mullet, uh, which he likes to sport. And then you, talk us through the tracksuit, Sammy.
3: Uh, I was just wearing some Adidas shorts, just some great Adidas shorts with uh, the Nike 270s, white Nike 270s. If they're, they're a good shoe. They're a nice, um, <laughs> nice silhouette. Um, and then I was just wearing like a, like a green, orange, and white Tommy jumper thing that Mac Andrew wanted to take from me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I, I thought it was pretty casual, but apparently not. Apparently, that's top tier fashion.
2: So, and then you had the you had the yeah the the big headphones on as well, and the, the <laughs> <change>. <laughs> and, the, and obviously the thick frames, which you like to wear. Yeah,
1: it, it, it sounds like Mac Andrew treats the club rooms as a bit of a like swap meet clothes exchange type thing because <laughs> he's on the player comms group every second week left his shorts behind
2: or left his boots behind. It sounds like he's gone both ways. Well, interestingly, Mac Andrew was actually goal the first quarter of the twos last week, um, <laughs> dressed in the, the coat, um, and he, he didn't take it off afterwards either. So <laughs> um, it, it, it was over his, his um, NFL Saints jacket that he likes to wear. So he, a big
3: one. That's actually not his either. He's actually stolen that <laughs> from somebody else as well. So I think I don't think he actually owns clothes. I don't think he, he was wearing a, he owns some.
1: He's just <laughs> leaving them in the club rooms and swapping them for others. Like, I'm pretty like sure nice
3: he was nice. wearing Sherlock's long sleeve as well. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know I if he, he is, actually owns his own own clothes. I like it. It's a
1: real camaraderie, a real collective, sort of almost cult like sense down at the knot at the moment. Just just returning to sweet chili Philly for a moment. But I, I feel like some sort of dress-off. Between We've talked about Juxie's kits and then Michael clearly takes a bit of pride in the attire. Bill, of course, has a pretty much... He would have the, the largest collection of fluoro-coloured clothes in Melbourne without any shadow of a doubt. Easily. And it, anyone that's been to a presentation night in recent years will yes. know that when everyone dons a suit, he rocks up in fluoro pink shorts with some high-top sneakers in fluoro green and yellow. Has
2: anyone seen him wear pants?
1: I think he does. I don't think he owns them? I mean, I'm actually, you no. Know, I've seen him wear snap pants, like a bright colored <laughs> You know, it's like looking at a you know the pack of highlighters you get in primary school. It's yeah. like yeah. You, 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 every item of clothing has come from one of them. It's your color palette, right?
2: There. Yeah, it's, it, i will you know, be interesting to see. Let's. I reckon a Thursday night at the club, we could do a bit of a walkway, uh, a bit of a run runway, I should say, and and get sweet chili Philly, Sam Michael get get mac andrew up there with you know something that he's rolling with at the time um it would be good i reckon um and obviously little chisel um he'd have to be there too with his kids so yeah there'd be there's a few there that caught the eye
1: a couple um on this same sort of trend we were just discussing sparkle one former player chris murray played oh, yeah. games for the club that was a a bit of a Nickname that will clearly hold sway for many, many years. And one that we touched on last week, also in the theme of primary school pencil cases, was Pencil, former player Tim McDonald, who obviously the Pencil Cup was played last week in the Resies against Ormond.
2: He's uh, yeah. one of the better nicknames of recent <laughs> times. That's true. That's true. And then obviously we've also got Nuns. Um, Nick Luton invented that one about eight or noon, and that's 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 caught on of late. It was it was a bit obscure for a while there, but it's one of those um, slow burns that sort of gained some momentum later on. And um, Nick Luton, obviously having a nickname himself, Nipper, which um, because he was always so small, they called him a little Nipper. And that most people don't actually know Nipper's real name. So there's another one. Um, T-Bok, I think Reese Thomas called himself T-Bok. That was who was calling himself there for a while. There, I don't know why. I don't know what it means. Nah, he um, loves the
0: nickname.
2: Yeah, he, he tries name. to invent a heap. But the thing I really like about T-Bok, um, once his older brother Nick got to the club, he started getting called Fossil Bok, which was a great nickname. <laughs> and that's a that's a that's a Woodsy, uh, That's woodsy's work for sure. So Fossil a great one. Um, and he never really liked it too much, but um, he's got that. And talking about fossils, Ben Chamberlain at about age 25, he got Foss um, from there out. So he he played in a bit of a period of the club where I think they were transitioning and he was um, Foss. So he got that. But the one I really wanted to talk about before I threw it over to you guys is, so we talked about um, Butchie last weekend and where's the origin of butch. And I've done a little bit of research and we couldn't work out if it comes from Pellucci. So it turns out that initially Butchie's nickname was Pooch, so Ooh. for Poochie. And so really early on in his um, school days, footy days, he was called Pooch, and he felt that it was a little bit soft, a little bit weak, <laughs> sort of like a, a small sort of dog. And he didn't want to be a Pooch, so he wanted to be called Butch. So he he engineered oh. this, the evolution of the nickname into Butch. And it just made me thinking, obviously we've got a pooch in the team at the moment, Nick Pescuzzi. Can you see a similar sort of transformation happening at some point in his <laughs> footy journey?
0: In terms of what?
2: Well, just him evolving out of the pooch and going into the, you know, the the bigger dog, the the butch oh. type setup.
0: I, I
1: always thought if he was to evolve, he'd evolve into sort of a disco stew type nickname,
2: just as the he stretches himself out and the hair fills out a bit. Yeah, it is elongated at the moment that that, that hair do. But Sammy, you, your thoughts? Obviously, you've only met Pooch this year and um, seen him play a fair bit.
3: Um, I don't know. He, I like Disco Stew because he's got the nice afro going at the moment. When I had my really long hair, some people said they couldn't tell us apart, which was a little concerning. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like discos too. Discos too sounds sounds good.
0: I'll tell you who else actually. If you when if you grow your hair back out, Sam, and then we we line up, Cheesy, Pooch, and Sam Michael, and get them face like backs towards us. I don't. If you didn't know the heights, you wouldn't be able to tell who's who at the moment. <laughs> Cheesy's growing his curls right out as well. So <laughs> there um, there's some really good haircuts going on. You moment. know
1: what we need to add to the wheel? We need to add an afro comb. Because I don't know if you guys have ever seen anyone with these sort of tight curl hair, you afro it out and it goes, it's, it's, it's uh-huh. amazing. There was a guy. You could use um
0: you could use Deng's comb. So of, of late, I've seen him um so I don't know how you describe it. It's like you know, it's sort of the fashion, um, I think it's an older sort of fashion thing where you it's like a, a tight comb and you put it in your hair and it just sits in your hair. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it's just, more just for the...
1: For later use for the, th- thing. What's that? Like you know, a, a statement? There? I think
0: it's a statement. It's like an African-American thing where they've got like the really tight sort of, um, you know, like think of Michael Jackson brothers and stuff and, and they oh. just stick the comb in and it, and it sticks oh, out. The yeah, side. Right. And it's like a, That's the Afro about? comb. That's the Afro Is that? comb. Is that an Afro comb? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, like it pulls the hair out, yeah. 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 Oh well, that's um, Deng's got one of those in his head. Um, oh, most times
1: after after game, games, so, Yeah. Deeds, <laughs> um, I know we we talked last week off air about we hadn't got a lot of nicknames out of the girls, so we sort of undertook to do a bit of a investigative journalism style deep dive into what's going on down there. And I've, I hear we've we've come back with with a little bit of liquid gold.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll. Yeah, you could call liquid gold. So <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what you think of this boys. So I guess it's probably more important than girls. The, the, no, well you boys, you boys here, you can you can decide whether these are any good. So these these are from Jake Charman. I just asked, have you got any any nicknames of some of the girls in the team? So this is what's been sent back to me. Eleanor Michael. Al. <laughs> <laughs> <Aaron. laughs> Aaron Butter Ez. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. So that's there's two. Nicola Piggott, she's got Pigo. That's all right. I don't know. Um, I know her oh, her cousin um, is the real Pigo. I don't think anybody knows he's he's first. Oh Pigo!
2: Yeah, we've mentioned Pigo on the podcast earlier. He's, he was part of our um, our Functions discussion where we were talking about people that have been exited out of um, the club yeah. from time to time. <laughs> he's he's never well to I, think I
0: think he's got a, a life laugh band, <laughs> and
2: he? Nicola's
1: older sister, Jessie, who, of course, player at the club who's not playing this year due to having a baby, but she went by the nickname LMP, which was for Little Miss Piggy. So yeah. just a real, yeah, theme in the family there.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. So that this is these are a couple from from Jake Charman but then he's come with this one so abby walton he's he's gone with the great wall of central <laughs> That's <cool>. a <laughs> so. Do oh, okay. well, so defender so Because defend. she keeps she keeps all the goals out um, yeah, yeah. You know, she's Isn't a long cool. back line. geographical the whole reference as well i don't think you can go around calling the great wall of central um, out when you're trying to get the ball off her I was going to say, isn't the whole point of a nickname for it to be
2: shorter, so it's quicker?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred
2: percent. And I like that he did. Jake's examples were ones just abbreviations of names, which we've we've tried to steer clear of a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, he hasn't really helped helped out much at all uh, with the nicknames, but yeah. Well, did, you had one um, when we were talking before the recording, Steve earlier. Couple, didn't you? We, we got to well, get. One yeah, going. I I've I
1: like uh, Charlotte Skinner. Mm-hmm. By the nickname of Seymour, that's yes. why it's really caught my fancy. Oh, yeah. There, that's, um, good. that's good. And, and that's I, I reckon Seymour you could put Skinner. a
2: bit of you put a bit of inflection on the Seymour. I reckon um, Seymour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I, I, I like that. Um, I um, I, I, I see. There's a few. There's a few names in the in the girls' team that lend themselves to
2: a nickname. I reckon.
1: So you tried to um, get
2: you tried to get Kawaja off the ground before.
1: Oh, that's—I I assume that's well and truly off the ground. It's on the way down. as His career is pretty much finished, I think. <laughs> um, so if that one hasn't taken off by now, I don't think it will. But do I you reckon know, I there's two, a? Two
0: wire. Do you reckon there's a? I reckon there'd be maximum three or four girls that would know who Usman Khawaja is. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I feel like the girls don't aren't really a test match cricket. Um,
2: yeah. Sort of maybe more base, of the maybe more the big bash.
0: Yeah, big bash if if at all.
1: Yeah, maybe not. Um, any others, Deeks?
0: Well, not from me. Um, I heard I, was like, I did
1: hear somewhere that Annalise Vine goes by deborderly. Or Yes, yes, I've heard that too. We've got a sometimes Bordoli. wolf blast, just depending on whether you're calling for the handball or out on the town.
2: <laughs> yeah. Surely, surely Julia Batoly gets Ice Woman or Mrs. Freeze or you know, something to go with that, that you know, her exploits late in games.
0: Her older brother for for a period of time was called Da Bort. Um, oh yeah. And, um, oh A yeah. Da that Bort. was a Simpsons
1: reference as well. A-Bort. We also called him Abort, And and, yeah. and bought like more bought life place for yeah. the gift shop. Yeah. Um yeah, I forgot about that. So hey, we we lost him mid season when he went and joined the Navy or something.
0: Yeah, was he? He's a pilot or something. yeah so probably not. Well, the One other,
1: um, <laughs> Well, anyway, if if there's any others out there, please uh, continue to send them in. Um, particularly if they've got a fantastic backstory like yours does, Daisy.
0: Um,
1: but anyway, moving on. Let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into everyone's favourite segment, the weekly whispers. And uh, Sammy Michael, I believe you've got some
3: goss to kick us off. I do, so one of my reliable sources has um, messaged me uh, when I told them I was going on the podcast and a couple of the boys went down to Bright over the last weekend just to sort of get away and have a bit of fun and um, sort of relax a little bit and they were watching the State of Origin game and um, apparently Liam Sherlock believes he could tackle or beat a State of Origin player if they run at him in a game of rugby and he specifically mentioned Dale Cherry Evans who is an Australian representative and the Queensland captain. I don't know what you guys, <laughs> I don't know what you guys like, think about that. Cool? But yeah, I think it's a bit of a call out.
0: Wow, okay. He, he probably is one of the smaller ones of the, of the origin of the Queensland team and they're pretty rubbish um, after those first two games. Have, I don't think, have they scored a point? He's laid some big tackles this year. Um,
2: Cheryl's. So I don't know, like he's, he's a strong body. He's low center of gravity. Maybe if he got his head on the back shoulder and just sort of used the momentum, maybe take him down. I don't know.
0: Maybe. It would get eaten. Eaten. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he says some outrageous things. Well, <laughs> I'm,
3: sure, I'm sure Dale Trevins is a massive fan of the podcast. So if you're listening, Dale, um, you've, been, you've been called out. You're welcome to come down to
1: Central Reserve. Um, just park your car near the Great Wall of Central and um, wander over and Charles will
2: go head-to-head head with you. Talking about that trip to bribe with those boys, a um, bit of a whisper that those boys did a – so that 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 crew in, included Little Chisels, Jackson D'Angelo, Osbert Tallis, um, oh, Matt Fewings um, and Lockie Noon went down there and had a bit of a – And they did a session on the Tuesday because they they couldn't make training and being the the diligent footballers that they are, having a kick around the Oval at Bright and none other than Daisy Pierce was down there doing a a session. So the boys had a kick of the footy with her and Mm. um, the next night they went to the pub and she called them over to her table and they had a good chat and um, apparently she was really nice. And yeah, that you could tell by the sharp skills the boys had on the weekend that they'd had a bit of a masterclass with Daisy. Not not Deegs, of course, but um. Daisy <laughs> Deegs. Yeah, I was going
0: to say he doesn't look happy Either that or. someone
2: else is stealing his nickname.
0: <laughs> That's an actual name, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, actually, it's good that you mentioned the bright trip as well because I heard um, there was someone at the club who was super flat not to cop an invite. Um, any Ooh. guesses? Any guesses? Rob well, or Sam, Michael.
2: Well, Sully wasn't there, but it wouldn't. He would have been invited, I'm sure um probably skip gets an invite
0: there was someone there was someone not invited who um was a bit bit flat and and yeah i, I overheard him not happy that he that he didn't get an invite down or up
2: who's that nuns
0: nuns maybe no it's it's actually the director of coaching marty mcmahon i heard oh! he, was, um, he, wanted bit, he wanted a bit of an invite <laughs> so yeah I, I did overhear him saying oh geez wish i wish i got invited then <laughs> in been good Good week away. Get away from training on the Tuesdays. Well, few he, beers with the lads.
2: He is a country boy, Marty. So i was surprised if he, you know, get a chance to get back um, to his roots and you know, probably feels a little bit more familiar in the rural environment than he does in the, the big smoke of Melbourne. So yeah, that, that would make sense. He he's does a, a lot of hard work around too. the club. Yeah, yeah I awesome. know he's a big listener and he does a lot of the hard work behind the scenes, putting things together for the, the boys. So um, he probably probably deserved a bit of a rest up there with
3: um, <laughs> young crew. I actually have a fun fact about Marty. So, if anyone is uh, into their modern or modern music, sort of alternative music, he's a big fan of Machine Gun Kelly. So, if you really? ever if you ever see him, make sure you chat to him about Machine Gun Kelly because he loves the guy. Can't get enough. Hmm.
0: of it. Aiden, it? Aiden
3: how, how did you come across well. that one? I think he talks to Tubbsy about it every pregame. <laughs> when we put the music on before the games, he goes, oh, where's Machine Gun Kelly? Where's Machine Gun Kelly? So, um, yeah, he loves him. Well,
2: I've got a whisper that I wouldn't mind mentioning while I've got the forum. So last week we sort of alluded to this, but we didn't confirm anything because we wanted to to check with our lawyers um, because the, the individual I'm going to mention is he's got a fair bit of weight behind him, um, would have access to some QCs if he really wanted to. So last week we we talked about how... Some footage was leaked from the mob to Ultimate Resi um, and the Mad Monday um, Facebook platforms. I can confirm on the Nodcast right now that James Egan was oh, was the rat in the ranks who uh, took the footage um, and leaked it to the Ultimate Resi, um, which. Yeah, interestingly, because he's obviously got some um, spiritual connections to the Ultimate Resi himself, Jimmins, being someone that's sort of, you know, um, embodied that lifestyle for a while now. Um, But, yeah, Brad Kovac's Shank video on the Ultimate Resi um, originated from the photography of James Egan in the mob.
1: How how was that ultimately? I, I heard that there was some footage that emerged of the grassy knoll behind the goals and you can distinctly see Jimin's there
2: holding the phone as the shot was yeah, well, being
1: taken is that how well, it was confirmed?
2: yeah i think it was a i think there was a some people investigated from different angles and and things and tried to work out exactly who was in the, the shot and um there was some photos taken from the VAFA that was sort of used to um cross-reference and things and and then um i think also once people stopped talking about it, Jimins kept bringing it back up to uh, try, and,
3: <laughs>
1: try
2: and get the views um, up again. So that, that was sort of a giveaway. And um, but I understand that there may have been another video surfaced Deeks over the weekend. Yeah,
0: bit of revenge. Yeah, I, I did see there was a video. I I noticed sort of looked a bit familiar. And yeah, it was it was Jimins in the number twenty seven. Sort of it was being shot sort of from behind his. His shoulder is about 40 out on a on a bit of an angle and one of the biggest shanks you'll see straight almost onto Waverley Road, just um, not not even within 50 meters of the goals this was. So I don't know who sent it. There's a bit there was a bit of commentary behind it. Um, and it's an old video. It's again it was against Parkdale. So
2: this right. is So it has to be at least two thousand
0: Yeah. 2018, at least. There's a bit of revenge wow. going on there from someone. I don't know. I don't know who. Um, but, <laughs> wow. This can't so end well. The plot thickens. Yeah, the plot. think there's going to be that. What this starts is is now people, uh, videoing the seniors and reserves, um, just to try and get some footage to get up on the on the page. So,
2: I think we need I think we need to draw a line in the sand and, and end this because you know this is the sort of stuff that divides clubs. Um, well, right down the middle. We we know
1: where of this all this started, of course, and that was with third superstar Sammy Carrack who on the weekend has taken things to another level. So obviously, two weeks ago was filmed giving one of the all-time greatest don't argues, and that went viral on the page, as we documented at the time on the Nodcast. And then last week he'd sort of upgraded to rocking in in aviator shades and you know, big trench coat to the game, just sort of embracing his newfound stardom. But this week he's actually taken his, I guess, effectively takeover of the world to another level. He took off the playing Guernsey and just umpired our game. He just said, no, nah, I need a bit more power now that what, I've got what, this new celebrity status. No, yeah, no, he wore a, like a, a orange vest or whatever, but he umpired. Oh. He just he just said, No, nah, he was picked. No, don't don't play any. He's gonna umpire. Just gonna need the." I, I like the feeling of the power. So he he actually ran around an umpire for us on the weekend, and of course, as uh, as all good natured people do, donated the fifty dollars match payment into the clubby's end of season punters club fund. So another fifty dollars bet coming our way this week. But yeah, he he's he's just taking it week by week at the time. But his latest is umpiring. Who knows where we'll be next?
2: That's a that's an interesting ploy when you're getting tagged because you you're so famous and so damaging that you then become the umpire. Because, Sammy, we were talking on the weekend and, you know, obviously you're getting closely checked at the moment. Have you thought about maybe just (laughs) swinging on the the Vaffer umpire kid just in disguise uh, mid-game just to throw him off your scent?
3: Uh, No, I haven't. I haven't thought about that, but there's definitely something in that
0: and I'm definitely going to look into it, 100%. He doesn't need to. It looks like he's coping with the tag pretty well um, at the moment, Sammy. I've got a I've got a good one. So, on the weekend, on Sunday at the girls' game, there's uh during the twos there was, there was an opposition uh player for Richmond Central who had a couple of kids about six and four or something around that age who are uh, two little boys who um were in the Masnod change rooms after the game just dishing out a bit of lip. Uh, telling the players how, how bad they were and just being <laughs> j- just real rat baggy um little kids so was Stevie Ballack there to um, I was just, thinking uh, we were yeah well, through the Christmas narrative well I oh, we I reckon these kids would have preferred um Steve Ballack in there because so a little bit later so they've been in the rooms for a while and all, all the girls are they're, they're just annoying everyone and after the game there's um there's plate of hot dogs being handed around sort of in the, in the social room to both teams just for free. So, um, but making sure all the players get one before they offer it up to anyone. And Blair Bunter was walking around with the plate and the kids are just following her like, give us a hot dog, give us a hot dog. And she's trying to be as nice as she can and say, uh, yeah, just wait, just wait. Let me, let me do the rounds first. And then, um, yeah, if there's any left, I'll give you one. And so, (coughs) These kids did not like that. So what, what they did, they started getting real lippy and Blair's decided to um, start getting a move on. She started she moved into a power walk. These kids started running. She then stopped, stuck her foot out, tripped them both over. So oh, she's tripped,
2: double whammy. Oh, no. She's
0: tripped them over. Um, they've run out to their mum crying <laughs> and, and then this is where it gets good mum has then come in and started abusing all the masnob players for not being nice to her kids so
2: oh. um,
0: so Blair's done a done a done a good thing there uh, in my opinion don't let little um, ki- little rat bag kids get in your way uh, if they want a hot dog they can they can pay for it opposition supporters opposition players kids don't get free hot dogs so that's what I think Our, but yeah we could probably a to off.
2: Probably do a spin-off nodcast um, on parent current parenting models and, and all the rest to really explore that. But um, well, and on Saturday we-
0: night. On Saturday night, one of the guys you mentioned earlier, just a bit of genius parenting um from what I saw. So Nick Thomas brought his kids down to Saturday night after function. Three hours of, of free babysitting he got, I yeah, reckon. It's, this it's was, good. The kids, the kids were running around the room, the girl some of the girls that were there looking after the the youngest daughter, so that's um, yeah, so that's cute. how it should be done.
2: That's yeah, yeah. that's that's probably the, the way to go about it. So, clearly, Mazenod is good looking after opposition and uh former players' kids. So, we'll um, we'll probably have that one slide <laughs> that feedback.
1: All right, well, probably a, a good spot to wrap it up there. Um, Sammy, before we finish up, uh, do you have any final words with uh, what we are given you the the platform with the Nodcast, with the? Thousands of listeners out there. Any any words you'd like to share, or any plays you'd
3: like to pot? <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> uh, no, I will. Um, I will be as political as possible and say nothing for now.
0: We better I'll, let him I- go, Steve, because um, it's been now an hour and a half that he hasn't checked his TikTok. So, uh, <laughs> and, and I hear that he's that he's deathly addicted to it. So he's probably he's starting to twitch. Uh, I thought he'd be
2: keen to go check his telescope. And um, I heard there's a a bit of a a red moon tonight, just a a little one. So um, I'm sure he'd be keen to check that one out as well. Uh,
3: I know there's not a red moon, Rob, but thank you very much for for bringing that up. Um, No. um, No, just quickly, if I can, just say something really quickly. Um, The club is a great place to be. I've really enjoyed my time. I'm really enjoying the boys. Um, PB and Sugar have come in and really sort of helped me and it's been really good and all the I was having a chat to Matt Backhouse on the weekend and we were talking about how many people were in the club rooms after the game so that's a credit to the club and um, hopefully we can have some more success this year and sort of play finals and sort of really ramp up for the end of year because it's, um, it's a really exciting time to be a Maznod
2: person All right, we're also, we're gonna yeah. a, we, we might package that up and put that in the um, part of your threes recruiting um, Yeah, uh, yeah it's gone team. straight in the pack
1: that's the promo for next season's Nodcast <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks very much for joining us, Sammy. It's been a pleasure having you on the Nodcast, Rob. Sam, thanks as always.
2: Thank you. Thanks guys. Enjoy, Enjoy the break, it.
1: everyone, and uh, we'll gear up and be back into it in a week or so's time.
0: Okay, nods. Mm-hmm.